With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Football season's around the corner. And uh, you have to get game day ready in the next three to four weeks, maybe five, but uh, three to five weeks, or you're not going to be ready for the season. So whether that's your living room, your man room, your patio, outdoor courtyard area, your, you know, wherever you're going to watch and consume all this college football and NFL, your entertainment system has to be spot on. And that's what MS Smart Homes and MSSmartHomes.com can do for you. And that's why we're excited to have Jake Manning, who owns MS Smart Homes, in the Bank Plus studio. Jake, good morning, buddy. How are you? Morning, Bo. I'm doing well. How good. are you? Well, we're doing great. Uh, our people are freaking out because we're just a few weeks from football season. And uh, this is something that's right in your company's wheelhouse. Yeah. So... Talk to people about how you offer a turnkey product for their game day entertainment system experience. Yeah, so we carry Sonos, and that audio equipment is the best on the market. And what's different, a lot of people, they might be interested in high-quality audio, uh, but they're used to seeing, you know, three boxes, four remotes, you know, got to line up your inputs, doesn't work half the time, none of that. The Sonos surround sound system that we install, it's a sound bar, two back speakers, and a sub. We normally sell it at $4,000, and we're running a, a little promotion here before uh, football season kicks off, and we are selling it at a $500 discount so that people have the opportunity to get their uh, game day experience ready. But it is so simple. I mean, and that's the beauty of the Sonos system. I mean, it just Not does. Not for remotes. No, no remote. It's going to use the same remote that you currently use on your TV. Right. You're using the same one. 
that there's no input lineup, that the sound system just works with the TV. And if you ever do want to sit there and play music off of it, you easily can. Okay. I mean, it's just straight from the app, no plugging something in, no changing the input, nothing. And this takes your your game day experience and your entertainment system experience to another level. I mean, simplicity, turnkey, MSSmartHomes.com. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The difference in a Sonos surround system, I mean, the big difference, the big jump is Dolby Atmos. And that's that new audio standard coming out of Dolby. But what it does is once it's installed and set up, we program the sound equipment. They got microphones in them. And it literally, like a bat, echolocates your room so that the speakers can optimize themselves for your room. Like the sound bar alone has 11 speakers in it. So a lot of people, they, you know, they say they struggle to hear dialogue or they're trying to hear the announcer. And from a standard TV, the problem is you've got two sets of speakers. And it's running all the audio channels, the announcing, the what's happening on the field, right. the music, all of that's coming from the same two speakers. When you have 11 speakers in your sound bar, you can split up those audio channels. So there's two speakers that, that just sense. do what the ref's saying, right. two speakers that are just doing what the field is hearing. Right. And you are able to really hear every bit of the stadium. And the best part is that ESPN's sponsor for audio is Sonos. So all of the games are oh, recorded cool. in Sonos equipment, designed to be played back in Sonos equipment. So once you've got uh, Sonos surround sound set up, I mean, you turn on the TV and it's just going to work every single time. But once you echolocate that room, it's different. I bet. 11 speakers. He is uh, Jake Manning, MSSmartHomes.com. Take your game day experience and music to another level with a Sonos surround system. Blake, you know, that's a deal, too. When you have something that's as quality and top-notch as MS Smart Homes and Jake are offering, basically it makes you the... Uh, one of, I mean, the coolest person in the neighborhood. Yeah, I always akin it to growing up, we got... A system like this put in and it worked for like a month and then the people who put it in didn't exist on the face of the planet after right. a month um nothing ever worked it was like what 36 input buttons do i have to push to just switch it to the cd player right so the first thing i think about is like they make it sound so easy i that's a headache in and of itself taken off your plate but to your point how i mean you're the coolest guy in the neighborhood when you have the best entertainment system right that's kind of it's a calling card it's a status symbol so when you're watching the dogs, the Rebs, Alabama, LSU, the Saints, Cowboys, Buccaneers, and you have this Sonos surround system, surround sound system, uh, it is going to take um, your TV watching, TV game day experience to another level. You can go to MSSmartHomes.com right now. Check out everything that uh, Jake Manning and his team are doing. Now, you want to go ahead and skip. Jake is busy which is good we're happy for him he started his company two years ago yeah two years ago he's busy but you want to go ahead and get on the schedule uh he may can make it for the first weekend or so on if not it'll be shortly after that we've got a long football season now the super bowl is not until the second week of february but you want to go ahead and get your mind right all right uh one more thing before we let you go tell us um the other main component 
of your business, of MSSmartHomes.com? Well, outside of entertainment, we make homes smart homes. And so, like, when you're tying that into a game day experience, making the lights in your man cave smart lights, not getting up to turn the lights off, backlighting your TV, I mean, setting your thermostat to a smart thermostat. You can do all that stuff without ever getting up. All straight from your phone. We do stuff with... uh, little hubs you can talk to right. and you'll be walking around your house feeling like Iron Man. Hey, turn on the lights, set the thermostat <laughs> to 72. And then, you know, cause it's uh, it's a Google. You can be, Hey, what channels the Mississippi state game? Just go ahead and turn that on and it'll pull it up. Now that's cool. I scramble around at my, what, what's going on? What are we doing here? What, what's on what? Yeah. Wh- which of the 12, I, I, 12 channels right. of ESPN is it going to be on? Because I know where Mississippi State and Ole Miss are, but I may not know where Auburn and Georgia is or whatever right off the, you know, A&M and Arkansas right off the top of my head. And then, and then we've got one minute. Tell me about the, uh, the doorbell thing. So, yeah, security is our bread and butter. I mean, that's the makes that wives happy, makes the husbands feel safe. But we, the doorbells and the cameras, like our base security package is $2,000, and that's got two locks, a doorbell, and two cameras in it. And you can see all of that, open and close all of that from anywhere in the world. That's pretty awesome. So if you're, at, if you're in Starkville or Oxford, Hattiesburg, whatever, you can still see what's going on in Madison, Jackson, yeah, Brandon. And hey, once you become the host with your Sonos equipment, everybody comes beating your door down. You don't even have to get up to let them in. <laughs> you just, you, they'll ring the doorbell, and you'll just look, and you'll be like, "Oh, Bo, I didn't realize you were coming over." Yeah, man, code seven one one seven. Come on in. And when they're uh, when they're on their way in, you can just ask them to grab you a Yingling out of the refrigerator, <laughs> yeah. and then they join you. All right, I want y'all. I want our listeners to remember this: Sonos surround sound system powered by msmarthomes.com let's do that Blake I love it the the biggest thing I always think about after having learned as much as I have about Jake's business in, in all this stuff really cool and over my head but correct awesome. um, the biggest way I can just say it and so, so that people understand is they just make your life easier it's little things you don't ever think about that if you'll just take the time to have Jake or one of his crew come into your house do the consultation it's free they'll check out everything that they can do your life becomes easier on a day-to-day basis. And if you're 70 years old and you don't know anything about technology, Jake and his team will walk you through it, and they are here. They're not based out of Des Moines, Iowa, or something like that. So, And as Jake said, one remote. And then the other stuff he was talking about is on your phone, which is amazing, too. So there we go. Jake Manning, get ready for football season. Your Sonos surround sound system is powered by MSSmartHomes.com. Jake, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bo. Always a pleasure. Jake Manning, MSSmartHomes.com for your next Sonos surround sound system for to enhance your game day experience is powered by MSSmartHomes.com. SEC Insider hit coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Let's go to some SEC football. Blake mentioned earlier that he feels like there's some pressure. Well, there's pressure on everybody, okay? So we all know that. I mean, there's pressure just because Lane Train went 10-3 and last year. Now there's pressure to stay at that level. 
Uh, Leach has dropped the two rivalry games. He did win seven games, but it's been a little more turbulent, although he's got three huge wins on the road at LSU, at Auburn, and at A&M. Um, but fans like to fixate on what they want to fixate on, and I understand that. So uh, I think Leach is magnificent for the program in that you want to like really, really root and hope that he stays in Starkville for at least four or five more years. Um, because, you know, you've been so archaic and antiquated on offense for the better part of 100 years. And uh, as a friend of mine, uh, there are people who I listen to when I'm, you know, talking about Mississippi State and all this. And there's some that, quite frankly, I don't. That doesn't mean that I'm, like, mean about it. I just, you know, don't, I kind of take what they say with a grain of salt. Well, I have a friend who's got a lot of perspective, level-headed, and uh, he made a great he made a comment, great comment. He he made a profound, and I thought one that stuck with me uh, a few weeks ago. We were sitting on his back patio, and it was a thunderstorm, and we were sipping on some vino and all that. And and he said, uh, "I love Mike Leach. Uh, the fan base is crazy not to embrace him." He said, I, "I've been going to Mississippi State games for uh, over forty years." And I've I've watched some of the most boring football ever. And uh, when I go to games now, I know that we're going to sling it around. I'm going to be entertained. Okay, that kind of that all lined up and made sense. Uh, they should have their best offense that they've had since Leach has been there, and they weren't too shabby last year. So Will Rogers had to you know we've gone all over that. And I think sometimes this is not a shot at Blake. Blake hasn't taken that maybe into quite enough consideration that you threw a true freshman out there. Matt Corral wasn't ready. Eli Manning wasn't ready. Dak Prescott wasn't ready as a true freshman, even as a, even as they weren't true sophomores because they all redshirted, but you know where I'm going here. Even their second year, they weren't ready. Will had to play day one for a variety of circumstances. Most of y'all know those. And now they're rolling out some more veterans around him. What will the offensive line do? That that's gonna be that that is by far the twenty million dollar question. Um, because Ole Miss and David Johnson feel like they've got um a really, really, really good offensive line coming back. And boy, did Matt Luke leave Lane Train some nice pieces, you know. And Bartu calls Matt Luke a five star offensive lineman. One thing that he was not gonna let drop was was that unit. Now, having said that, um, Kiffin's got the easier schedule this year. Uh, it's by about um, 27, 28 spots, according to strength of schedule. Mississippi State comes in at 21. Ole Miss is at 48 or 49? Eight. Eight, okay. Um, I remember Bartu saying that. Mississippi State's road schedule is number eight in the country. I'm looking at both of them right now. Ole Miss's uh, first seven games uh, is nothing short of amazing. The last half is uh, is a brutal, tough run of games. Uh, Mississippi State's is really, you can take the uh, first part of it, middle part, and back, and it's challenging in all um, three times. So you'll, you'll be challenged in September. There will be no cakewalk, whether it's September, October, or November. And that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, I think Mississippi State's defensive line has a chance to. Well, if you're Zach Arnett, you have to hope like you know what. 
that uh, that they are what people believe they are. They're old up front, which is a good thing in this league. Um, they've got, oh, man, hundreds and hundreds. You know, we talked about all the snaps that Ole Miss had last year on offense um, and that Sam Williams had too. Um, Mississippi State's defensive line has literally, uh, you know, well, combined um, probably 100 games under their belt. And so you're going to have to rely on those guys to do some things that are fun for you to put your team and your offense in position to in advantageous positions. So, you know, you've got the interior that looks good and you've got the edge that can only be better because you had no pass rush in the red zone last year. Let's just go ahead and say it. Um, you had no pat you Arnett tried to dial up stuff in the red zone. It did not work. And so now you feel like you do have some better options from Tyrus Wheat and Jordan Davis and maybe some other guys in the red zone to dial up pressure on other teams. Uh, mm, linebackers look solid. And then the back end, uh, Forbes will lead the way, but they like some other pieces there. So um, it's going to be tough sledding. You can't drop. You can't drop the game to Memphis. You can't drop the game at Arizona. And um, and then you're going to have to upset somebody. And I don't know if you can go to LSU that early and win that game. Maybe you can. Or maybe when you pull A&M at home somewhat early in the fifth game of the year, uh, maybe you can find an upset. You're taking two games off the schedule at Bama and Georgia at home. So you're playing with 10 games. Mm which your margin for error in Oxford and Starkville is already uh, even slimmer than paper thin. And with that, you're playing, you're playing with 10 games. That's never good. Mm -hmm. Your schedule flips next year, but I don't know. If it looks to me like it flips next year for you. But if Texas and Oklahoma come in, then I don't even think the conference games that we're looking at are the, are going to be the conference games that, that we think Mississippi State and Ole Miss are going to have. For example, Mississippi State has pulled Georgia in two of Mike Leach's three years. Lane has yet to play Georgia. Ole Miss is scheduled to play Georgia next year. But if Oklahoma and Texas enter into the league, Ole Miss could, for another year, huh. avoid the mighty, mighty monster in the east of the Georgia Bulldogs. So when you're playing with 10 games... This year, in my opinion, if you win seven, that's incredible. But if you win eight, which I, that would be a Herculean coach of the year type stuff. Um, then, you know, that would, if you win eight of 10 games, uh, then Mike Leach should be coach of the year, not in the conference, but nationally on the flip side, Ole Miss is playing with 11 games. Um, they're not going to beat Bama. And so, but that's still one more game and one game in football is tremendous. And again, they avoid any kind of power in the East. They get Bandy and Kentucky, and that's a beautiful thing. So Lane Train has 11 games to play with. And the question is, can he get to eight? Nine to me is a stretch, but uh, if he did go nine, that's coach of the year type stuff. And if they go eight and four, that's that's a hell of a year. 
So that's where I am. That I just wanted to give you a little deep dive there. Not not deep dive, but if if Ole Miss's offensive line is is all it's cracked up to be, and Mississippi State's defensive line is all it's cracked up to be, uh, you could have some fun moments in in twenty twenty two. There's not a question at quarterback in Startville. Uh, there is in Oxford, not on whether or not you have talent, although Dart doesn't have a lot of experience. He definitely doesn't have experience against good defenses because um, the Pac-12 is like the Big 12. They don't play defense, and they don't have the same dudes on the line of scrimmage and on the edge and everywhere else. But something that's really going to get heated up, I think, what do you all think, in about 10 more days? No. I, I'm going to push that to 15 more days. Really, really heated up is the Jackson, Dart, Luke, Altmeyer, every single rep, every time you get an opportunity to lead the offense. And how many scrimmages do they do? Three or four? Three? I think it's three. Okay. So let's just say it's three big scrimmages. Then that's going to be the deciding factor on on who starts. But we've also discussed that it really doesn't matter who starts the first you know, four games or so because the uh, Ole Miss schedule is front-loaded with uh, it's it's like a lot of sugar and sweet. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's like um, cotton candy and Skittles and um, their margin, yummy chocolate desserts. Their margin of victory might be 35 going into week five of, of the Kentucky game. Yeah. I mean, legitimately. And I don't give Kentucky one shot at winning in Oxford. Listen carefully. You're listening to the SE Insider Hit on the Bowbound Show. Fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus studio, streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino, PRRSports.com, to get your bets in. You got to go get the PRR Sports app, PRRSports.com. That way you can bet from anywhere on campus. You don't have to wait in those lines. You can get your game day bets in, your win totals, college football and the NFL, PRRSports.com. We're going to go to the Yingling Lager guest line. Yingling Lager guest line. We're going to head over to Cincinnati, Ohio, pro football, focus, pff.com. And it is the man himself, Steve Palazzolo, on the Yingling Lager guest line. We're going to jump right into the action because somebody's got to have some action here. Jerry Jones has none. Steve, James Washington goes down. He's probably out for 10 to 12 weeks, it looks like. What is what is going on in Dallas? How, is it the worst receiving core in the league? Talk to me, Steve. You got you got to get get me off the ledge. <laughs> no, it's not even close to the worst receiving core in the league because you do at least have to add in Dalton Schultz at tight end and everything. So it's not the worst, uh, but you clearly see a receiving core that had incredible depth over the last couple of years. You know they were they were legitimately three deep with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. You saw Cedric Wilson emerge last year as you know a, a very good wide receiver three once Michael Gallup went down. And now Amari Cooper's out, Cedric Wilson's out. You know, one of the guys they bring in to replace him, James Washington, hurt. So, yeah, I think that just the depth is really being challenged uh, in Dallas. The big guy, Simi Fahoku, might be a sleeper still. 
big guy with, with good athleticism, but they're really relying on C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, even though Gallup's banged up too. And they need a, you know, a rookie Jalen Tolbert to, hang, to, to step up. They need a, a one or two other receivers to step up because the depth is absolutely being challenged right now. All right, Steve. Well, then if you're Jerry Jones, if you're the general manager of the Cowboys, are you going to get a veteran receiver? And who would that be if you are going to get someone? I will say I don't I don't know off the top of my head who might be available, but I, I will say I think receivers across the league, you're starting to see there's a, there's a lot of them. And even though teams do want to roll three and four deep, there's a lot of receivers, I think, that, that might be on the market at the end of training camp because, because there's been an influx of pretty good receivers from college football over the last couple of years. I think you might see a veteran or two available after, after cut day. You know, so I, I think have some patience, Blake. Have some patience. And you go get a nice, cheaper veteran receiver who could still be pretty good. I know it's not exciting, but after cut day, there could be some guys available because there's just a lot of receivers around the league right now. Steve, patience and Dallas Cowboys fandom don't go hand in hand. I don't know. You must be new to the NFL. Uh, that's that's not something I can handle. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus on the Yingling Lager guest line talking NFL. Well, let's let's segue because this is a conversation that I love, and I think we have a lot of listeners who play fantasy football. It grows every year, um, and we don't quite get into this as much probably once we're in the season. We're talking so much game day stuff, but... I want to talk fantasy football and some of the implications for guys around the league with some of the different moves. So let's stay with the Cowboys first. If you're looking at the Cowboys and you're thinking, all right, fantasy football weapons, we know Dak Prescott's a weapon. CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, maybe Zeke and Tony Pollard. Do you, how do you feel about some of their top-end guys, where they fall in the fantasy football world? I know one of our guys uh, at PFF.com is already looking at CeeDee Lamb as you know, maybe a, he's a long shot, but, you know, one of those sleepers who could lead the league in receiving yards, you know, losing all of Amari Cooper's uh, touches and uh, some of the other injuries. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be fed early and often. So I think he has the potential to be one of those you know, true wide receiver ones from uh, both from an NFL standpoint and from a fantasy football standpoint. I think the, the running back situation is interesting because Tony Pollard is always productive, always Every time you give him the ball, he's creating big plays, pass game, run game. But they still believe in Zeke. I just, I still think Zeke becomes, you know, is a guy that will see his volume, he'll see his touches in the red zone and everything. So I think both, I think both Cowboys are interesting from a fantasy standpoint because I'm always kind of waiting for Tony Pollard to steal more of the volume. And I think from a Zeke standpoint, he just is so ingrained there that he'll probably get the opportunities. But so I think both of them end up being. Uh, attractive options. And then Dalton Schultz, as I mentioned earlier, if all the receivers are hurt, Schultz has continued to get better. He was, um, I don't think he's a dynamic receiver, but he, he works the middle of the field well. I think Dak trusts him. So I think a lot of those targets are going to C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz, especially with all the injuries at receiver. Okay. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can check out that work, pff.com. You got to get a subscription. If you play fantasy football, you got to have a subscription to pff.com. Let me ask this next receiver just moved and he's a Ole Miss guy, AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. Is he kind of the savior to Jalen Hurts' chances to be a starter when you have that type of dynamic playmaker? I think it always makes an offense better. What is AJ Brown in Philadelphia, both from a on-field standpoint and a fantasy standpoint? 
I mean, on field, I think one of the stories of this offseason is the movement of these top wide receivers, right? Seeing Tyree Hill, seeing Devontae Adams, seeing A.J. Brown move to new teams, move to teams with lesser quarterbacks, and then seeing, okay, you know, how much does the does the the true alpha wide receiver move the needle for uh, quarterback production, for quarterback development? So, yeah, it's a huge year for Jalen Hurts because – now the, the Eagles have that wide receiver one. And I think maybe the biggest beneficiary is Devontae Smith, the wide receiver on the other side, last year's rookie, who was good as a rookie. But I don't know if he's ever going to be a, you know, carry the offense type of guy. But I think with A.J. Brown on one side, Devontae Smith could be special on the other side as a, as a number two. So I think A.J. Brown has massive impact on the Eagles offense. They're a run-first team that now can win through the air more efficiently. Um, it might not be great for AJ's production necessarily. I don't know that he's necess- uh, really going to put up ridiculous numbers, but I think that entire offense gets better in Philadelphia. Devontae Smith might be the biggest beneficiary outside of Jalen Hurts, the quarterback. Yes, yeah, Steve, 11 different receivers made a contract extension or got a new contract worth $20 million per year or more in this offseason, and that is a, I mean, we've never seen anything like that at the wide receiver market. So I want to stay on this train. You mentioned another guy who got paid and moved, Tyreek Hill, who I think every football fan and fantasy fan has come to know and love in Kansas City with that explosive offense, even pre-Mahomes, but certainly with Mahomes at the helm, it took it even another step. Tyreek Hill now in Miami with Tua Tungavaloa, not quite the same deep ball thrower. What is Tyreek Hill in fantasy, but also what do you expect from Miami and Tua in a make-or-break season, it feels like? Yeah, so I think I think Tyreek, from a fantasy standpoint, is definitely less attractive without Patrick Mahomes. There's there's no doubt about that. But, you know, going, going back to what's the impact on the offense, you know, how does everyone else benefit from a football standpoint? I can't wait to see this because Miami – You've got Tyree Kill. You've got Jalen Waddell, who was compared to Tyree Kill coming out. They are just pure burners. You know, even added in Raheem Mostert, one of the fastest running backs in the league. So now Miami all of a sudden has one of the fastest offenses in the league. Mike Kosicki, one of the fastest tight ends. But you also have Mike McDaniel coming over from San Francisco, who has done a great job. Kyle Shanahan's scheme. He was running the show last year, McDaniel. And they know how to get players in space. They know how to put speed players in space. So, I think the Dolphins offense has a chance to be, you know, much better, much improved. Tyree Hill is the guy who was really dictating coverages against the Chiefs. I think he's such a special talent. I mean, he could be just a pure deep ball receiver. He could be a 130-catch slot receiver. Like, Tyree Hill, he could be a gimmick player. He could do it all. I think they'll probably use him as a downfield threat and try to open everything else up. So, again, I don't know if Tyree Hill puts up ridiculous numbers in this offense necessarily but I think he'll get his I think he'll get his big plays and I think he'll just open things up for the rest of the offense and I can't wait to see how they deploy all of those weapons in Miami you're listening to the out of bounds show ESPN 105.9 the zone Steve Palazzolo pro football focus senior analyst check out their work pff.com he is on the yingling lager guest line Steve let's go to another one of those receivers you mentioned he's actually gonna well I don't know if he's actually going to suit up tonight. I haven't looked at the injury reports or anything like that. But the Raiders play tonight in the first game of the season, the Hall of Fame game, Raiders and Jags. But the storyline to me coming out of Las Vegas, whether they play tonight or not, is 
what is Devontae Adams in the black and silver? What does Devontae Adams do for himself, who he's been fantastic with Aaron Rodgers, but also what does he do for Derek Carr, who is maybe at that last point of you need to show it or things could change in Las Vegas? What do you see from the Raiders this year? Man, I, so this is the one I really think Derek Carr puts up huge numbers this year. And of, of all the receivers that moved, yes, Derek Carr's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt about it. But I think of all the receivers that moved, Devontae Adams has the best chance, I think, to match his production that he had previously. Just because he's got the history with Derek Carr, uh, going back to Fresno State, they had great chemistry there. But I also think Derek Carr is one of those guys that just kind of needs like a little nudge in the right direction. He needs a little bit of a confidence boost. And when he play, like when Derek Carr plays with confidence, he can play like a special quarterback. He can make those incredible downfield throws. You have to kind of pull the aggressiveness out of Derek Carr. And they kind of did it a couple of years ago when they drafted Henry Ruggs and added his speed to the offense and got Derek Carr throwing the ball down the field. So I honestly think we might be halfway through the season and Derek Carr is putting up MVP caliber numbers and people are saying, look, Derek Carr took a great step forward and he's doing special things. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams came in and probably uh, elevated Derek Carr statistically. And then you see the trickle down effect of Darren Waller, who's still one of the most uncoverable tight ends in the NFL, you know, Hunter Renfro. So it's a nice group in Vegas for the Raiders. And I think Devontae Adams has a chance to make a massive impact. I think he'll get his numbers. And I really think Derek Carr is going to have a career year statistically. Even if he doesn't get better as a player statistically, you're going to see, uh, you know, just an improvement with you know, having his old buddy there, Devontae Adams. All right. So Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, that Raiders offense. Can't forget Hunter Renfro, the, the glue piece over there in Oakland or in uh, Las Vegas, right? The Devontae Adams oh, yeah. taking that step with the Raiders. I, I, I'm with you. I've been high on Derek Carr before and been fooled. So I think this could be – an absolute awesome opportunity for Carr and Darren Waller, who I've been a big fan of on the fantasy side. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. Let's jump to another receiver that I think about didn't move, but it's a guy who we're very familiar with in Mississippi. DK Metcalf signs a monster deal to stay in Seattle with an offensive coach in Pete Carroll who is, well, let's just say it, not offensive, right? It's been a, a lackluster offensive look, even with Russell Wilson at times. Now, no Russell Wilson. What did DK Metcalf get himself into signing this extension to stay in Seattle? Well, we'll see what happens this year with the quarterback situation. It seems like they really like Geno Smith and, uh, of course, brought in Drew Locke. But, you know, Geno Smith last year had those couple starts. They were up and down. He did have a, say, a nice game against the Jaguars where he found DK a couple times, and they, they, they had pretty good chemistry there. But, um, you know, it might be a different quarterback situation a year from now. Uh, but, look, DK still one of the guys that's, you know, the best deep threat in the NFL. I think the question is going to be, without Russell Wilson there, right? I mean, that seemed like just a perfect pairing. Just like just like Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill was a perfect pairing, right? A guy that could throw the ball as far as Mahomes and Tyreek getting behind the defense. You have Russell Wilson with the best deep ball in the NFL to a guy that is so big and strong and fast like DK. Seems like this perfect pairing. So now you lose that. So from a production standpoint, yeah, I think DK probably takes a hit, even though, once again, just him – his presence on the field, what he does for everyone else, what he does for Tyler Lockett and opening things up, that still remains. So 
DK Metcalf, yeah, we'll see. I, I really think it depends on what the quarterback situation looks like going forward in Seattle, but I definitely think Metcalf's production takes a bit of a hit this year with Geno Smith or Drew Locke under center. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Let's jump to another receiver that we haven't maybe seen the best of yet because obviously, you know, you start as a rookie, it gets... There's the growing pains of that first year in the NFL, and of course, you also had a rookie quarterback, Elijah Moore in the Jets. I've heard big things out of camp. What do you see with Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore taking that next step in this Jets offense? Yeah, I like a lot of what Elijah Moore brings to the table. I thought he definitely, you know, he had his ups and downs last year as well. You know, you saw the flashes of the talent. You saw sometimes uh, the precision just wasn't there from a route running standpoint. I think the addition of Garrett Wilson the number 10 overall pick for the Jets, just helps everybody. Once again, I mean, the theme is have a ton of receivers and everybody benefits. It's, you know, it helps the quarterback, helps, helps all of the receivers. It helps everybody. So um, it, it puts a little bit less pressure on Corey Davis, who I don't think – I like Corey Davis as a number two. I didn't like him as a number one for the Jets. So Corey Davis can slot in as a two. I think Elijah Moore can work out of the slot and move around a little bit. And even the tight ends that they added, uh, Tyler Conklin, C.J. Ozama, really nice job by the Jets, at least attacking the wide receiver and tight end this offseason, even the last two offseasons, really. Um, trying to get more playmakers for Zach Wilson. He needs it. He needs to work quicker. He needs to, to go through his progressions faster. And having more options, having guys who get open quickly helps that. So um, I think Elijah Moore definitely takes a step forward from a production standpoint and only benefits from all the moves that the Jets made this offseason. Okay, there you go. Another Ole Miss receiver uh, in the NFL. They've put a few of them in there lately, so we'll see how Elijah Moore and the Jets go. All right, we've been talking about receivers. I want to go to the opposite spectrum. A guy who lost his best two receivers, Aaron Rodgers. He's been in the news lately for a host of different things. He looked like Nicolas Cage uh, from the uh, Air, uh, Con Air movie. Uh, with the hair and the mustache. He also came out and said that he's drinking hallucinogenic teas in the offseason to help himself grow mentally and and become a better quarterback. Um, All of that being said, he lost Devontae Adams. He loses his top two receiving options. That receiving core is now Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, maybe. What, What is Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career? What will he be this year with, you know, such a big change around him offensively. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, losing Devontae Adams is huge. I, I've said chemistry a bunch on this call. It's not just chemistry. It was just they were they were just so good, right? I mean, when Aaron Rodgers needed a third down conversion, Devontae Adams was getting open and he found him. And, again, the trickle down of not having that. So, you know, they've got a guy like Romeo Dubs, a fourth rounder out of Nevada, having a great training camp. But, even if he's going to the Hall of Fame out of training camp, he's uh, he's still a rookie mid-rounder, you know. So th- those are the types of guys they're talking about replacing Devontae Adams. Is it Sammy Watkins? Is it an aging Randall Cobb? Is it Alan Lazard? And, you know, again, I think all of those guys are good complementary pieces. But when you lose the alpha wide receiver, it's a lot harder for those guys to, you know, to dominate, to take over, to be that guy for Aaron Rodgers. So, I think it just puts more pressure on Rodgers as a quarterback. He's got to be that much better with his decision-making, with his accuracy. Um, but, yeah, on paper, it looks like one of the – this does look like one of the worst wide receiver cores in the NFL unless, you know, one of these guys steps up and they're way – you know, Sammy Watkins turns back the clock to 2016 or Romeo Dubs really is the steal of the middle rounds. And 
Um, unless that happens, it does look like the Packers took a big step back as far as their pass game goes and just puts all the, all the more pressure on Rodgers, you know, as he gets up there in age. As a Cowboys fan, I don't hate that, Steve. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, talking NFL, QBs, receivers, the fantasy implications as we jump into the NFL season. Hall of Fame game is tonight. Jags and Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders, getting the action underway tonight at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, Steve, I like this kind of discussion of QBs taking that next step or, or who's who's ready to go forward, who's ready to take a step back. We've talked a lot about in the offseason, Kyler Murray, this new contract he got. I know they took the study clause out and yada, yada, whatever. I mean, you know, what happened happened. Who cares what they did afterwards, right? That's just PR. But are you sold on Kyler Murray being the long-term answer, not only just in Arizona, but kind of moving forward as a QB himself? Where do you stand on Kyler Murray this season? So I, I, I'm sold on Kyler being good enough and good enough being, you know, is he a top 10 caliber quarterback? I think so. I think so in today's NFL, he's there. I really think he's in Dak Prescott type of range as far as production and what he's capable of when you add in the uh, dynamic running ability that Kyler has, uh, you know, different type. Of, I, I would probably trust Dak a little bit more as far as, you know, off season study and uh, independent study say, but, I think Kyler's good enough from that respect. He can make the throws down the field, pretty accurate, running ability, all that stuff. You just have to be a little concerned with some of the, the, the contract thing. You have to be a little concerned with how the playoff game ended and how there's a little bit of blame. You know, most, most great quarterbacks just take the blame, right? Even if, it's, even if it's not their fault, they take the blame and they, you know, they deflect praise and take criticism and, and it's, it's, usually this trend in the best quarterbacks and they're motivated to get better and all this fun stuff. And I think some of those things are fair to question with Kyler. So that would give me a little bit of pause, but as far as talent, not just talent, but the production level we've seen on the field and the progression we've seen on the field, Kyler has gotten better every year. So I think that is a good thing. Um, so yes, I'd be, I'm happy enough with him on the field from a production standpoint that he's a top 10 caliber guy that can carry my team. But of course, there are some current some concerns with the the off field stuff based off everything we've we've learned this off season. Yeah, he was a fantasy, you know, amalgam. He just was incredible. Everything, no matter how they played on the field, he was amazing in fantasy. So I know there's always that juxtaposition of what you can do for me in real life versus what you do for me in fantasy. But he's at least fun to watch, if nothing else. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Yingling Lager guest line. I got time for at least one more, Steve. Let me ask you this who's the quarterback that we weren't maybe high on or that is kind of in that make or break season or is coming out of nowhere, a rookie slash, you know, second year guy. Who's the quarterback that we're going to look at in week 10, week 12, week 15 and go, wow, this guy's playing, you know, amazing out of his mind. He's, he's had a great year. Oh, can I put Jameis Winston out there? Are you serious? Or are you just I messing mean, with my audience? Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, no, Steve. I'm I'm serious. I mean, for the last for the last six years, I've been calling for a Jameis Winston breakout season. So why not this year? Why not do it again? You know, I, I think last year was interesting because early in the year, you saw the good and the bad from Jameis. It ended up good statistically, but he threw an interception while falling to the ground. He threw a touchdown while falling to the ground, almost like on his back, you know, within five weeks. It was awesome. You just never know what you're going to get from Jameis. But Second year, third year really in the system in New Orleans. 
some pretty good receivers and the overhaul there, Michael Thomas coming back. We could see be looking at Jameis Winston saying, hey, he's doing a lot better than we expected, and the Saints are right there with the box in the NFC South. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the year Jameis really puts it together specifically. Wow. Steve Palazzolo, Jameis Winston leads the Saints to the Super Bowl. You heard it here first in the, in the there preseason. It there it is. No, I look, I'm with you because – it's the age-old adage, if you give yourself a chance, well, then you always have a chance, right? Jameis gives you at least a puncher's chance with the way he throws the football. Maybe Dennis Allen can keep the magic alive down on the bayou for the New Orleans Saints. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, senior analyst. Check out their work, pff.com. Fantasy gurus, they will take care of you this fantasy football season. You need to go get a subscription, pff.com. Steve, we appreciate it. We will uh, see you next week, brother. All righty. Thanks, Blake. Steve Palazzolo on the Yingling Lager guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the Out of Bounds Show is powered by cocktails in a can. That's right. Crown Royal and soda. You've got the Crown Apple. You've got the Jameson Ginger and Lime. Go check out cocktails in a can. You can find them at Corner Market or at Fleetway Market. That's right. Fleetway Fuel up at Fleetway this football season. Go check out the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt. Of course, you can get cocktails in a can at Corner Market Groceries near you as well. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hour 3 coming up next. We're going to hear from Tom Luganbill at 9.30. We may have another guest to drop at 9.15. We'll see what we can do. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Hour number 3 coming up next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.